from Nation Media Group. This is Nation Reports Podcast. Ms. Karuana, Kenya party leader, topped as the most preferred candidate for Raila Odinga of Azmiola Umoja One Kenya Alliance Coalition with 13%, followed by Ms. Ngilu, Kitui governor at 5%. While Ms. Waiguru, Kirinyaga governor, was the only woman preferred for Deputy President Dr. William Ruto of Kenya Kwanza Alliance, scoring 15%. But are there other women who fit the bill? I am Mora Oberia and this is Nation Reports Podcast. Answer this question. This writer sampled 11 people between March 22nd and March 31st, including a taxi driver, graphic designer, political analysts, journalists, human rights activists, as well as governance and development experts, all based in Nairobi. Five were women and the rest were men aged above 30. Of the six men, one settled for Kandara member of parliament, Alice Wahome, because she's fiery, intelligent, and speaks her mind without fear. Another identified Professor Olive Mugenda, a former vice chancellor of Kenyatta University for her track record, speaks for itself. While for women stuck with Miss Karua, even though the question was about other women who similarly qualify for the position. For women, one could not think of any other except Miss Karua because she is well thought out and no-nonsense woman and she hasn't heard of her being implicated in corruption. Another said, all women who have been in political scene for more than 10 years qualify. The third woman picked Daisy Amdani, the vocal gender equality advocate and executive director of Crown Trust, a women's rights organization. The remaining two women offered Moranga women representative Sabina Chege for being a loyal leader who is not only a good communicator but firmly and consistently fights for the rights of the girl child. She's also humble and relates well with her constituents. They love her, they said. So then, it's clear we do not have a deficit of women who can succeed Dr. Rachel. But what will it take for any presidential aspirant to pick a woman? First, there's the gender issue. There's the gender debate. The unresolved one-third, two-thirds gender. Mr. Ibrahim Oruko, a political writer with the Nation Media Group, says politicians want to be doing women a favor by having a female as a running mate. It's an impression of actualizing that, uh, that requirement in the constitution that uh, we need all elective bodies need to have one third, two thirds of either gender. Number two, it's not conscious, it's just like a political statement being made because all those people there, this debate has raged. We have had about 10 bills try to implement it, but all that bill has failed without any of those politicians coming out very strongly to push for its implementation. So I'm sure they're not committed for their own reasons, but they will do that because they want the gender vote, rather the female or the women vote. The women, they want to bring the women lobby on their side, not really because they care. They have had time to care. Ten years ago, 
most of them are waiting to be chosen. You will realize some of them, and this one I'm saying at the risk of being attacked. <laughs> some of them, like Martha Karua was on our TV set yesterday. She was being interviewed by Salim Swale. And in this interview, she was asked, is it one of the things that you're considering? And uh, she was not very express about it. But yet, we know that the Raila team and the Ruto team have been looking for her as a viable person who can be a deputy. However, the question of numbers. Is she somebody, if she was given that mantle to run as a deputy president, she would be able to amass the numbers. The other name that has been floated before is, is Waiguru. Waiguru has been in Azimio, has been in Kenya Kwanza through UDA. The only person that we've also being mentioned, we've seen being mentioned and closely to that particular position is also Alice Wahome, who comes from uh, uh, from Muranga. Even within the Kenya Kwanza formation, she is a principal, where she sits on the equal table with others, that is Deputy President William Ruto, Rigadi Gashagwa, Mudavadi Musalia, and Moses Wetangula. She sits at that equal table. But what are her chances? So at the end of it all, it is all a political game of numbers. Can they influence the numbers? So is it a viable question to have a woman as a deputy president? Yes. But are the presidential candidates willing? That's another question. Then comes the money issue as a major consideration. It is a serious factor when it comes to politics and women because women are considered as underdogs when it comes to money. The people who have most of the money are the men. Until today, the number of women who've been able to go all the way to the ballot in seeking the presidency are very few. In fact, in my lifetime, I think I will, I will only know 
a serious contender as a charity ngilu who decided that she wants to do it but there have been others like Akina Nazli Umar but they have not been very vocal or probably they wanted to be on the ballot just to be known that they got that opportunity of running for the presidency of this country so we've not seen one woman go out of their way and traverse the whole country campaigning some of them will even say that we are the ones who are denying them that opportunity but i will be very honest with you you know we've been in this game for quite some time to know that this one is a joke and this one wants to, to sit on the table most of them are not serious when they say that they want to run for the presidency they want to deputize someone hello hi how are you i'm fine this is Mora. Yes, Mora. Professor Mwini Mitula, a um, governance and so development expert, however, mm. looks beyond okay, resources and for her, yes. some factors so that make the society opt for men for? are Can just difficult to explain. She says, men have over time built the economical and social capital a power that adds them insurmountable points at the negotiating table. Those that wield power seem not to be seeing uh, that potential, or uh, the political, the political intrigues and leveraging. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many people competing for top posts, whether it's presidential or whether it's uh, deputy president. Mm -hmm. So within that competition, there are so many characters or individuals who are potential, mm -hmm. and it seems that in the consideration of those that wield power. The, the first priority doesn't seem to to land on women. And there is also a reason for that. Mm -hmm. Because uh, this power, power brokering is all about resources and how much you wield. Mm -hmm. But if we take the history of women and where women are coming from, mm -hmm. definitely they are running ahead. Mm -hmm. They've been running parallel or alongside the men, but a lot of many other men are ahead mm -hmm. in terms of the wealth that they wield, in terms of the contacts that they have, in, in terms of the capacities, uh, external capacity, not like going to school and you, you, you are a good politician. That's self-efficacy. Women have what it takes. Mm -hmm. But these externalities that you have to leverage to then win in that political table is what is a deficit, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's a very soft power. It's not a power that you can easily say, this evening I'm going to pick it mm -hmm. and I'll have it. Mm -hmm. It's built over a long period and people like Ngilu, we see them, mm -hmm. they've, built, they've built that so we can go back to asking what makes one not think of Ngilu or Martha. We have a number of them who have built that capital over a long time mm -hmm. in terms of contact, in terms of ledgering, in terms of support, and even the constituencies they bring. Mm -hmm. The constituencies also that they bring is not as expansive as that. But then, you know that. culture has it landing in this space giving men preference for power over women. She exemplifies the case of Abdul Badida, who in 2013 joined the race just a few months before the election against Miss Karua, who had been on the campaign trail earlier. Martha tried it before trying her presidential candidacy. She did try it. Martha did go for two years. Martha was very much on the ground across the, the country. But still, she was what it takes for these other caucuses to, 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 to give her the, to take her to the next level. No. Uh -huh. she, 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 it was so unfortunate, even this 
even bigger, big matter, which is quite great. And that one again now you look back to culture. Mm-hmm. Where Diga now beat matter in terms of votes in that election, you look again into culture. Are there cultural hang-ups that are also contributing to people not preferring the female? Uh, the females and i think there is a little bit of it as well mm-hmm. yeah because i could never and i will never be able to explain how did i got votes he came into politics just a few months to election mm-hmm. and he still was able to get votes mm-hmm. and you don't know what were the basis of that vote women constitute 50.5 percent of the 47 million 564,296 kenyan population according to 2019 census she observes that since political parties are the vehicles that propel women to power they have to be intentional in supporting women to get into political leadership what can we do or what can be done to ensure that then their voice or someone recognizes their presence and says yes i'm we're going for female I think we just look to a four-party system that party cocoons and party caucuses. Mm-hmm. Those are where we can weld, weld that. Mm-hmm. Because whoever is going to determine who is going to be the deputy president of Kenya uh, in this coming election, it's not going to be determined by Ruto Raila. Mm-hmm. It's going to be determined by some kitchen cabinet or some caucus that one has to penetrate and, uh, and, and leverage and negotiate with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have to know those soft spots, and uh, uh, women have to be those soft spots. They are, they are not things that are declared and said that it is here, come for it. No. Mm-hmm. They are so secretive and they are so hidden. So I think women have to be, to start penetrating those, those silent uh, spots. Okay. So if someone was to ask you, who could be your preferred female running mate apart from Gilu, Madakarua and Waiguru. When when it's others, then it's all the women that are in politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the women that have been in politics more than ten years, mm-hmm. they are more than qualified. They know, especially if they've held their government positions, as they understand how government works, they understand the intrigues and the politics behind the scenes, how policies are made. Because policies are not made by you being clever. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of leveraging and politics that go around around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says women have to lobby their parties to give women direct tickets in their strongholds and where they are popular. She calls on women to elect their fellow women. Women support each other and women to trust other women. This podcast was written by Maura Oberia. It was produced by James Mott, edited and engineered by Kevin Miner. Our podcast editor is James Mott. Nation Reports, only on Nation Africa.